Grapple fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Rerun the Rivalry, the second part in our long series of episodes where we've looked through every singles match between Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi. We covered the main part of their rivalry over who would be the ace of the promotion back in December, and now in February and March, we're going to be talking about the more recent matches, and this is the second match of a trilogy of matches that they had in 2018, and also the first match between the two where a variance of one of our guys has arrived. Simon, (laughs) where are we, and what are we talking about? We're at the final night of, I think it's A Block in the G1 Climax. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi, who only needs to draw to win the block versus Kazuchika Coke Carter who needs to win to win the block. Shall we try to explain? Cause we've always alluded to it. I can't remember if we ever covered any five star matches, obviously not for the rerun, the rivalry, but I can't remember if during Okada's run that this version of him got a uh, five star match. I don't think he did. No, I can't recall him getting one. So what do we mean when we're talking about Kokada, Simon? How would you try to explain Kokada to someone who's maybe seen a couple of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, 23-year-old Kazuchika Okada to see where he's gone since then? This this little, um, I don't want to say Nadir, but it's certainly a, a stage in one's life. Um... It's, like, it's like Bob Dylan during his uh, Christian period. <laughs> All that season of community. Yeah, the gas leak season of, of community. Yeah. <laughs> so in a nutshell, we're, we're basically getting a live reaction of a man's manic breakdown. Kokada <laughs> <laughs> um, basically refers to his self-imposed rebranding after he loses the title to Kenny Omega. The hair goes red. The trunks are replaced with, like, long, frilly trousers. To be fair, those trousers were introduced during his Rainmaker run. Ah. They they debuted at the Wrestle Kingdom. We have forgotten to bring them up in the previous episode. Ah, see, that's a Mandela Mandela effect on my part there. Yeah, but he has got to a new colour scheme. You're definitely right there. (laughs) And the theme's changed. Uh, Starts out the same, but then, like, warps, breaks down, and gets replaced with some, like, pounding... Techno light, I would call it. Um, you don't see it in this match because the venue doesn't allow balloons, but he loves just letting balloons off into the crowd during his entrance and gurning like a man who has dropped a couple of, um, as William Regal would call it, disco biscuits. Yes, and given Japan's long-held conservative attitude towards substance abuse, mm. Probably treading a fine line here with his, <laughs> <laughs> his illusions. Yeah. Okada in this phase, it feels like it's... Not many wrestlers really allow themselves to have a period where they're, like, disheveled or looking bad. I suppose you had the Baron Corbin when he went broke phase. That was gold. It shows, like, depth to a character, both in Baron's case and, I think, in Okada's case as well. But the fascinating thing about this is that Okada doesn't go on some massive losing streak or anything. He's still winning the vast majority of his matches. He has a wobble, though, doesn't he? Because, um... Yes. At the start of the G1, he does lose his first two matches to... Yeah. Bad Luck Farley and to Jay White. And in the one big singles match he had between 
losing to Omega at Dominion and this G1 Climax in August. He did go to the UK and lose a singles match to Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. So he had had a wobble with those three matches, but since then he's gone on a six-match winning streak that has only been exceeded by Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is, as you say, on a seven-match winning streak. <laughs> because uh, Tanahashi did lose to Jay White in their opening match of the series. But since then, as I say, it's been on this huge winning streak for Tanahashi. So in the time since then, Tanahashi got a win over Bad Luck Farlow, which Okada couldn't match. But they have both beaten since then Hangman Page, Togi Makabe, Michael Elgin, Yoshihashi, Evil, and Minoru Suzuki have all fallen to both Tanahashi and Okada Mm. in the time since this. What's curious about this match, though, is that whilst Okada's going on a run, so is Tanahashi. This whole story is almost like the last hurrah of main event Tanahashi. And it even gets a happier ending than I think they intended to, at least as the story was supposed to be written. Yeah. And the whole theme of this G1 Climax was this notion of being a survivor. And as I've said, I think the story of 2018 and the story of this whole period is meant to be about a mental toughness. I suppose what fighting spirit is another way of putting it. To be able to work through pain and adversity and obstacles put in front of your way. Because Tanahashi is clearly, has been established by the previous match against Okada only a few months ago, is not at his physical peak anymore. He can't match Okada on Okada's best day, move for move, hold for hold. Yeah. He can hang in there, which was how he was able to do it in that previous match. But he's not able to do it as an equal. Mm-hmm. It's fingernails, it's desperately clinging on to his status, to to what he... Kind of, it was. It's not is it's was because um we covered it in the last match the torch has been taken from him he didn't pass it and subsequent to that series with okadri then lost his run of matches with tetsuya naito 2-1 so he's fallen below naito in the pecking order as well and now he's lost jay white and you know so there's this sense of you, you wonder does tanahashi have another g1 in him does he have another iwgb heavyweight run in him and you feel like as long as Okada's in control of the top scene, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. But Okada, when met with a certain amount of adversity by losing that title to Omega, he's obviously reacted in a way that Tanahashi's never had. <laughs> Tanahashi, he gets up and he goes back and he retains that true-to-himself ace. You know, he still he comes out to ace. He still acts like the ace. He still wants to be... The standard bearer. He knows who he is inside himself. Yeah. He's kind of like the later years of The Undertaker, but instead of The Undertaker only working like every WrestleMania and an occasional Saudi show, (laughs) he's still coming out every night, you know? Yeah. So he's leading by example, even though, as we keep on saying more and more, when you see him move about, there are times when you're like, is he selling or is he literally struggling to move? Oh. But what's funny with this match is that because Tanahashi has that mental will still, and Okada doesn't seem to have reacted very positively to adversity at last, him not getting his way, him not just being the golden top ace unquestioned, you know. Yeah. He's gone in a, down a different path. But what's funny with Okada is it's almost like the... Because one of the reasons we call him Kokada is not so much that he like displays some sort of like... um 
like the behavior of someone on a particular substance. Yeah. But just that there's almost this sense that he's almost just running off of, not running off of fumes, but just like on pure instinct. Like he's barely thinking about anything. He's, but again, it's because Okada's so innate. Even when he's not necessarily trying, he's still innately yeah. <laughs> able to do it and pulls it out of himself still. He's almost got like a drunken master quality to him in the way that he wrestles at this point. I think there's a little bit of a mental element to it as well, of obviously, I'm not the guy. I, I'm not like the king. I'm not 700 plus day title reign, man. Uh, but um, I, I kind of want the people to love me still and like recognize my brilliance. So if I play around with them, they'll, 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 they'll join in with me. Well, I think it's just a sense of he's trying to find a purpose. Mm. Like, it's almost like he knows he can't challenge for the title again anytime soon, nor does he maybe necessarily want to put himself through another match with Kenny Omega. Yeah. But he's obviously got to be there or thereabouts still. And also with New Japan, you never guaranteed a title shot, even if you were the former champion. Mm. You know, usually there is a wait, a period you have to wait for. It's not all the time, but usually there is. It's almost like midlife crisis, re- reappraising yourself and trying to change your priorities. Or it's like another good example, actually, is do you remember when the big show, after he lost at WrestleMania 2000, he decided he's going to have a bit of fun for a bit? Yeah. And that was when he did like the whole whole Kogan and like dressing up as all the different wrestlers mm. and, you know, handing out free condoms in response <laughs> to Kurt Angle's abstinence program. Was that around yeah. the time where Tess dragged off his dad? In the coffin? No. Well, that's the big boss man, not Test. Well, I, how, wow. Don't know how I mix those two up. <laughs> Very easy to mistake one for the other. Really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looking twins, yeah. really. <laughs> so it's like, maybe just Okada's going to try something different. And, and the way that he wrestles in this whole match is very, very different. Uh, his, his antics are different. Some of the moves he does are different. It's been a while since I watched this match. Uh, we had a bit of a longer gap between record and watching and record than we usually do. Ah, this was this was during Mega Plague time, uh, time wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> but he does things like he uh, he lurks behind Tanahashi whilst Tanahashi's posing. Mm. But it's almost like for his own amusement, I think. He's just trying new stuff out. You know? Maybe he's going to get his ear pierced. You don't know. Are you? Is this basically Okada's gap here? Maybe, because he probably does think at some point I'm going to win the belt again. Yeah. So let's have a bit of fun in the interim. But then when he's in the ring with Tanahashi, ultimately he still wants to push himself. Tanahashi still manages to get a rise out of Okada in terms of professionalism. You're right there. What I do like is that, I mean, to give it away, as is still the case, these guys can't settle things over 30 minutes. It does end in, it's the third G1 Climax match they've had now. Yeah. It's gone to a 30 minute draw in a row. They haven't gone under 30 minutes since their first trilogy of matches in 2012 i believe Mm. but the funny thing with this one is that like you say whilst tanahashi does have the bonus gap he's got champions advantage effectively hasn't he yeah the uh, as you say a draw means he goes through whereas uh, or a win but a win for okada is the only way that he gets through whereas at the previous g1 climax the draw did neither of them any good and goto got through in the slipstream but despite that, Tanahashi never takes a half step because, as I say in commentary, it's been so long since he beat him. The last time he beat him was Wrestle Kingdom 9. It's like 1,300 plus days. That's the next one. So this is more like 1,200 plus days. Yeah. Yeah. Or so. And so. No, 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 even... they both are because the next one's 1,370 something. 
So, yeah, which is what? Roughly four years. It's a phenomenal length of time. And it is clearly driving him insane. Well, I don't know if it's driving him insane. It's just, it's something that he's still desperate, you know, he wants to break it. And he knows maybe this is his best chance to do it. And toward, even at the end, when the time ex- expires, it's Tanahashi who's trying to win it. Mm. And the face he pulls when Red Shoes points out that time's expired is a man who desperately wants rid of this mark against him. But he still celebrates. He still celebrates the fact that he had a sort of a moral victory. I'm not saying he slumps off into the abyss, but in that, in that moment, he's like, Ugh, you're kidding. <laughs> Especially as he is going for, I think is it his second? Is it his first or his second high fly flow at the time he's going for? His uh, second, I think. Yeah. So statistically, pretty nailed on, but not to be. If only he had one minute more. But yeah, I think it's just for the most part, the G ones are ones where they can't necessarily do as many adventurous things, I suppose, because there's a certain amount of energy you have to conserve for this. Tanahashi knows his next night he's gonna go out. And have another huge match against Coach Ribushi. Yeah. But they do have some fun things. Again, like they reference they reference the finish to their previous match where Okada grabs the tights when Tanahashi's about to run off to do the sling blade, but Tanahashi's able to hit another one of those slaps. <laughs> he loves catching him out. I like that. I like how like in previous matches it was like athletic, like dragon suplex or sling blades. And as the bodies got less capable in Tanahashi's case, it's just Nah, smack him, smack him square in the face. He he can't do anything yeah. about that. But it is also curious. It, like I said, it is like Tanahashi's almost cha- he's like channeling the ace one last time in this run because he's not getting battered around the place in the first half of the match mm. like he was in their match just a couple of months earlier. Like they they are wrestling more as equals. Like it's it's got more of an echo of the old matches than the previous one did. Mm. And again, is that part that's partly because Tanahashi's raising his game, but also Okada's is sort of lowered, lowering. Yeah, it. yeah. You're not getting like uh, top tier Okada. You're getting like. Yeah. And so this isn't one of their top tier matches, but it's still at least like four and a quarter stars, I would say, for me. Yeah, it's, it's good fun, like I say. We've seen their G1 draw formula before, so even though the match is still very good. And those are often the ones that we say are kind of, in relative terms, they're lesser matches. I mean, they're matches that would be better than some of the great rivalries of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know, or at least an equal to them. But for these guys, they're like less essential reading. Yes, yeah. And... Unfortunately, that's where this sort of this match fits. Really, it's more the fun of Kokada yeah. than necessarily than this match in itself is necessary to recommend. It's more see this wacky thing that Okada was up for four or five months. Do you think we'll ever see a return of Kokada? Uh... Is this like his uh, dude love esco alter ego or something, <sighs> or Kishin Liger? It, that is, it's not his kitchen liger that much i can say <laughs> jesus i think he'll do it at some point maybe when the body's like giving out a bit more it's midlife crisis cocada yeah that would be perfect a, he should he should get himself a little bit bloated <laughs> <laughs> start coming to the ring with a very with a young woman <laughs> yeah. it's weird he makes me call him he, he keeps calling me gado <laughs> <laughs> he said, keeps telling me to say go ace yeah oh uh, anyway 
I think that's where we, we, we can't really... Oh, we can, but we shouldn't. I don't want to say we can't top that. We can't go any lower than that. <laughs> we can, but we shouldn't. <laughs> we won't. But we do have one more match of this version of Okada still to come. Although, again, he, they change things up again. I mean, that's the amazing thing, really, isn't it? That this, the, these, the ten matches we saw, and each one had something different, something unique, something specific to them. Yeah. And even in this trilogy of matches... And it does tell a story from one to three. Yeah. That they can still think of new ways, new versions, new new ways of getting into it. And new ways of presenting themselves and presenting the, the rivalry between them. Yeah, because I did say earlier, obviously, we, we have seen a G1 draw before. But because we've got this new Okada, it's not dull. It's just different. And the draw has more importance. And they're even playing to that. Like, one of the first things Kevin Kelly says is, you know, a draw is very plausible. Mm. And usually they try to downplay a draw when that is part of the booking, it feels like to me. Yeah. Sometimes because they don't address it, it's like, well, that's definitely going to happen. I remember when um, The Rock and Triple H had a two out of three falls match at a fully loaded. This was the Intercontinental title when it was DX versus The Nation. And the referee in the introduction announced that it had a 30-minute time limit. Ah. And I was like, well, they never announced the time limit in WWE shows. Yeah. So you're kind of giving the game away. Yeah, setting the stall out really early doors. But depending on the match, that's that's sometimes a good thing, sometimes isn't. Depends, really. Anyway, let's not bring this to a 30-minute draw. Let's let's keep this one condensed. Let's, a quick bump of wrestling... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was once offered a bump off of a guy's knuckle in the Victoria pub in Birmingham. It's like the most unhygienic thing I've ever had offered to me in my life. There's there's, there's very many, many avenues we could go with that, but we'll uh, we'll try and keep clean here. Have you ever had it offered to you in a public toilet? I've never had it Have you ever offered... not had it offered to you in a public toilet in Leicester? I've never had it offered to me. Either through chronic naivety or um, people just don't have me down as the sort to uh, take it. I've been asked if I'm dealing a couple of times purely because wow. purely because I've used a toilet cubicle on a Saturday night. The moment I've left the cubicle, it's like, oh, you got any sniff, mate? It's like, no, I'm just a nervous pisser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the least appealing of all the drugs to me. I mean, obviously, it's not going to do as much damage to you as the old heroin or the old meth. skag. Yeah, but that must be amazing for people to go through what they go through to get it. Mm. Maybe when I'm retired, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go. But just too much bad music has been made off of cocaine for me to want to get involved in all that, and it just seems to be the drug of choice for assholes. Yeah, well, which is kind of why it kind of suits Okada. Well, <laughs> if we're being honest, he is a bit. Of an arsehole. But he's our arsehole, you know? <laughs> as long as you don't use your arsehole in the way Stevie Nicks apparently did when she was at her worst with that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, Simon, what are we going to be talking about next time? We're going to be talking about a match taking place at the Destruction uh, destruction at Kobe, not of Kobe, because that's a very different vibe. Yeah, let's hope not. Um, it's about a month later, and a little bit of a spoiler alert... It's for the G1 winner's contract. So we know that one of these two wins it. And considering we know who advances out of the block, we know that it's uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defending his Tokyo Dome IWGP title shot spot 
against Kazuchika Okada. Well, that's something we've got to look forward to. But until then, Simon, if people want to get in touch with you, with any other emails from fellow shy pissers <laughs> or the like, how can they do so? People can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm sending a Simon Cross free, free for the number of minutes it took me to get over the fact that Kokada had no balloons in his entrance. My name's Lorcan Mullen, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A-N, as in activated nostril. Hey. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, Letterbox. If you put that gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Get in touch with the show at lmtyspod at gmail.com. lmtyspod is also our Twitter and Facebook handles. But there's nothing left to say at this point, except that I'm your snowman Lorcan Mullen. <laughs> and I'm your Pablo Escobar, Simon Cross. <laughs> Let's hope that you will be here now and in the future when we continue to rerun the rivalry. fuck was that <laughs> ironically what people have said when listening to music made made on people with cocaine in their system mm.